it numbs you a nightmare a horrible disease these are just a few of the ways people have described mental illness in their lives whether it's you your child or a friend mental illness impacts all of us in the same ways and that's why the mind space podcast is committed to uncovering mental illness and the impact it has welcome to the mind space podcast and uh, my name is Fahad bin Mohammed. With me here I have a close friend, Lucky. And we're going to have a conversation about mental health. Briefly. So one like Fahad. Yeah. Lucky, introduce yourself. What's up? What's up? What's up? Introduce yourself to the people. Uh my my name is Lucky, Lucky Ruben. And I'm um photographer, videographer. I just wrapped up my degree like three weeks back at Uganda Christian University. And I'm glad to be here, man. I'm glad to have you. Other people from Buguju. Hey, Buguju. Buguju, Buguju. Hey, but Fahad, I didn't even know you. you hey, you're a man of many, many things. I met you in Mukono. You met me in Mukono. I wasn't. I don't think I was in Mukono. But you once quiet. upon a time, I used to be in Mukono. Mm. Yes, once upon a time. But gone other days. It's a Go pleasure to be here, man. It's a pleasure to have you as well. So basically, the whole concept of this show. Okay is to, to talk about mental health challenges that ordinary people go through, but we rarely yeah. actually bring to the surface. Yeah. We want to, to create enough noise out there about the topic. Eh? We want the content to rival yeah. music. Eh? Yeah. So we want to create enough society change and awareness okay. so that we can actually bring some attention to this. I mean, yes, there's individual recovery. We all go through certain things, but I believe if we do it as a society, eh? yeah. then I believe we can impact a lot of change. True. True, yeah. True. So you have a very wonderful story. I, I know just bits of it, but like I really I really related with it. Eh? Yeah. And I think as we go through it, we'll be sharing how you coped with your mental health yeah. despite what you went through in these brief years you have been on this world. Eh? Yeah. So <laughs> should I go first or you go first? Yeah, you go first. I go first. You go first. So I for one am an addict in recovery. Okay. So I f- I understand what it means to have not the best of lives, you know, yeah, yeah. but I mean, we're here, we're talking about it, we are, we're trying to live our best lives, I yes. mean, yeah. Sure. So, for those of you that don't know, okay, you do not know, Lucky is, uh, he has quite an interesting story, actually. Let me just say, he's also a sickle cell carrier, but that's just one of a few things he's mm. going to tell us about. So, Lucky, mm. how old are you? I just turned... Uh, 23? 23 years old. Yeah. So you were born in 97? No, no, I turned 24. You turned 24? Yeah, 97. 97. Yeah, 24. Yeah, so would you kindly tell us about bit. your struggles growing up? When were you born? How were you born? And what generally characterized your childhood? Uh, basically, um, my mom had me in... 97 and uh, before that she thought she was going to have a daughter like the whole time so she she did shopping for a girl and if you'd see my pictures when i was a kid all the pictures that i have it's a girl even i look like a girl i got Mm. that a lot from you know very many people yeah so when i came i came quite early than most people yeah how early what 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 do you mean you came forward half-baked half-baked yes Half-baked, like premature, or you're not born, you are premature? Something like that. Something. At how, how, which month? 
half baked half halfway halfway almost halfway so you 6 months yes so you are born at 6 months yes okay that's that's quite interesting yes and back then you know mm. now um, people take medicine if you have maybe sickle cell or something yeah. there is medicines you take while you're pregnant but this is like back then so uh, my parents didn't know that yeah. and when even when i was born when i went through all like i was able to get out of hospital and everything i still was very sickly and i didn't know why yeah. like always in and out of hospital in and out of hospital in and out and no one knew anything no one knew i was anything. on drugs for stuff i was not even sick of you know they told me i had asthma but yes. i didn't even have asthma i had inhalers i had what i was always like taking something so up you until were always in and out of hospitals hospital when you were yeah, growing up when i was growing up that was for how long how many years do you remember that um like from p3 p3 p2 to like p to like the whole of primary i was in and out of hospital in the whole of primary i was in and out of hospital from p2 p3 yeah yeah so tell us further more when you were in school did it affect you did it have any challenges it brought into your life yeah because i couldn't do as much as the other guys could do first of all i loved soccer mm. uh, so much so 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 much i thought i'd be some superstar messi ronaldo messi what? ronaldinho yeah but every time the, i would play with these guys the first time yeah i think it was p3 i was with my friend and i fell and broke my hand but you see my hand didn't break like like i born out or anything mm. yeah but my i saw my hand my fingers were here it just bent all the way here for the in p3 yeah my hand bent all the way here when i saw that i just blacked out you just blacked out yeah I next thing i remember i woke up in the sick bay and my dad was there mm. that was one of your first that's my when first, you first felt when, yeah, when the I weight passed. of your condition yeah. did you always feel you are you were not normal yeah i was a bit weak skinny guy i've not changed much you're in great shape though you're in great yeah, shape yeah, yeah. But so you always felt you were not like the other kids. Yeah. So you break your hand like when you're playing football yeah. in P3. Yeah, this didn't happen once. It happened twice. Mm-hmm. Thrice. Four times, five, six, seven. All the way to seven. I broke my hand seven times. You broke your hands seven times. Seven Both times. Hands, yeah. Both hands seven times. Yeah. Did you break anything else? My leg. You broke your leg? Yeah. Anything else? No. That's it. Hey, so you <laughs> This was in how how many years what space period are we talking from P3 when you first like broke your hand P3 all the way to P7 to P7 yeah you broke seven bones yeah okay so a year for every bone practically something like that eh hey, that, that's that. how did that make you feel because i i don't think that's a very if you to ask to any of my friends from primary or even if you go back to like my teachers there mm. they all knew me just for one thing for being sick always what? so you were sickly yeah. Yeah, and you also breaking. Yeah, also like always in some funny stuff. I was never in class. My grades were bad. I would take a month and report. You know, I remember there was a in my P6. I still had a broken hand, so I would go to school. I can't write. It was my left hand, so I would just go to school, then be there in class, get guys books, go home. My sisters, not for me the notes, into my books. How did that make you feel? It was just I got so much attention from my parents. You liked it out of all my siblings it was no, i didn't like it but for my siblings they felt bad i think how many children you were four, so three you three. have three siblings above you or below you one above two below but you were the main child yeah because yeah, yeah. i mean you had to be 
you get yeah but how did that make you feel you as in, in as an individual because i know now your siblings were not happy with the situation yeah but how did it make you feel i mean you're always in and out of hospital you're sick I didn't first like of all. It, man. you didn't like it eh? mm. and i don't think anyone can like no that no one though. can like being up to now i like i hate hospitals because me i remember my childhood was was something entirely different i mean i was crazy but i didn't break anything serious but you were just crazy yeah just... for sure like yeah, i was lucky crazy but <laughs> Removing we like a guy was crazy. <laughs> no, no. I be a bit. We're all crazy to some extent. Of course. I mean, I just enjoyed it once yeah. in a while. You know, yeah. when you sit back and you're like, let me just be crazy just for chill. today. Yeah, so once in a while I would get loose. But I mean now looking back, yeah. my own childhood, that is I couldn't have imagined breaking any part of my body. Because I mean, even when I went on to play professional sports, yeah. I broke the fingers, the toes, ah. I mean the It's very light things, eh? but I mean, if I ever broke my leg, because yeah, I would, I would, I would retire. <laughs> but you, but you love your... the sport. I love the sport, but I mean, for you, it's an excess of love, was it? <laughs> Were you breaking your bones because you were enjoying the sport, or you'd fall? Or... I would just fall randomly, like any small thing. Go to a point where the doctor told me, next time, like you break your hand, mm. we're going to have to cut it off. So you, you on the verge of amputation? For me to be like. For that, for me to be careful with with my movement, I, not running, running around, what, you know. So the first me, time well, was cut football. Off your hand. The first time was football. Yeah. The second time. Um, I was just walking and I got into a fight with some guy and then he pushed me and then I fell on my hand. And that was it. Yeah, and then the third time I was riding a bicycle, I fell down. I think then another time I just I already had the 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 plaster on, but then I fell. So it, basically, whenever you fell, yeah, it was they were weak. I couldn't. They were weak. Up bones. until now, I can't. My hands are not the strongest. Hands. They're not the strongest they <laughs> yeah, can be. Yeah. But I mean, you you look strong. You look energetic. Thank you. So I mean, <laughs> seven you had seven times. Okay, that is something. Yeah. I don't even know how you studied, how you coped. It was hard. I went through it. But you went through it. Do you yeah. have? Do you remember any coping mechanism? I think for me is very supportive mother. Yeah. Very very supportive. And dad as well because my dad would be called in the middle of Rakai. I don't know Kit Gumwea he would drive back. If you had a sick. So yeah. those guys really stood They were always there. Yeah. I mean you were there miracle baby. That's why you're called lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is which is quite inspiring. So yeah. for those seven years you had the attention. Did you like I know you liked so you didn't like Not really. I didn't, you didn't like really it. like it. Yeah. It wasn't you know, the best form of attention. Yeah. Anyway. I did my PLE. My mother was there the whole time. In the paper? Outside the room. Outside the room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you sat at school? Yeah, I sat at school, but with my mom and... Oh. I had like, extra, like I had my own extra... You extra of, stuff? Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Must have been something to go through at such an age. No, it was not good. It wasn't good, yeah. I just wanted to leave the school even. Okay, <laughs> so moving forward, eh? Yeah. You, you really got tired. I, I actually understand. I'm mm. trying to understand how you could be... Could have been feeling at that point. Yeah. So you, let's say you move forward, fast forward to secondary. But the, no, you've skipped something. In my P3, I came to school in the morning and I didn't do my homework. Mm. So in the morning, the guy comes, uh, my teacher, yes. and then he is collecting the work and whatnot. And then he, he pulls me like I didn't have the, the homework. Mm. So he puts me down and then he canes me. And he wasn't caning me on, the, like on my back or mm. anything. He was just caning me everywhere. So uh, when I left, like after school, I go home. Day one, I can't pee. Day two, I can't pee. 
Day three, I'm peeing blood. You get so. Eh. Was that internal bleeding? No, he had beaten me here. In the kidneys. It, 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 no, my uh, my bladder. The blood. Yeah. So you you failed to 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 pee, pee for three days. For three days. And you didn't you didn't tell anyone. No, I, then I complained. I told my mom. After the third day. Yeah. Like I can't go to school. This is. Sad but day. this is you in P three. You are beaten to a point where you could not urinate. Yes. That's inhumane. Did, so, did the teacher know of your condition? Yeah, man. My my parents my parents are so forgiving. And they're so forgiving. I think that's where I get it from. Yeah. You are, you're so forgiving? Which is it's a nice trait to have. Yeah, so I went through a lot. That is like the most painful experience. Eh? Stuff I don't wish that on anyone, man. I know of all the things I would have mm-hmm. actually imagined. It was so painful. For a childhood, that is not one of the best. It was traits. so 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 painful, man. So you went to hospital and what did they I say? went to imaging center. They mm. did an X-ray, a painful procedure. Still, you 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 think of X-ray, you're like ah the normal thing. Mm. But then with the blood and what mm. they have to, <laughs> I don't know. They have to flush water in, in through through that place that you get that you piss out, bro. Oh, flush it like an enema, but of the front. Yeah. And flush in water so they can see your bladder properly, and all the veins in there, and then flush it out again. And this is P three. Yeah, that's just a test. That's but like X-ray. I mean, you yeah. were born premature. You have weak bones. Someone has beaten you to this point. Now the treatment involves an enema in front in your. The, so the, like after that, they 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 sent us to Mulago, mm. and. Uh, the guy uh, did a procedure. Mm. It's almost like the same test, but it's some other stuff, man. It's different. <laughs> it's different. It's pain. very, very painful, and you're not, you're not, you're not injected or what? Because they tell you it's just what. It's just passing through something. Do you get what I mean? So it was very crazy. I, I, I could, I would be with pain for like, eh, for like three weeks after that procedure, in pain. You really had a rough childhood, though. <laughs> It was really rough. I mean, very, when you think you have crazy. seen it all, I mean, stories is the stories like yours that come so, out so actually crazy. show us that. I mean, you are you are a very strong individual. To see you standing here right now, I feel I'm in the power, the presence of the Lord. You know, the Lord mm-hmm. sends people to you to yeah. show you that, you know, I work. Things are crazy. Also. Mm-hmm. Things are crazy. I mean, this is just P3. Yeah. You have had to endure all that. Yeah. I don't understand. I can't even understand. Were you, how were you coping minus the support of your parents? Was there any other special treatment you yeah. were getting? It was just home, um, family, that's it, family. Home, I, don't, family. I didn't really have that many friends back then. Mm-hmm. It was just family, staying home, what? And then I studied photography, so that also kind of... You studied photography when you were young? Yeah, yeah, when I was young, yeah. How young? Like form one. You, you studied right yeah, yeah, yeah. after leaving? After school. The school you dreaded? Yes. So I think, yeah. I think that's why you're so passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. So fast forward into your secondary life. Because secondary life, yeah. I, I couldn't do boarding. I tried yeah. boarding for one term and ah, life was hard. So I got back home, commuted all the way to, to my form six. All the way to your form six? Yeah, but I did the school. How did, how was your physical state, your body? My secondary life was okay. Yeah. As much grown now, I knew that, eh, Man, if I overdo this, if I overthrow my hands around, around, I'm going to 
You had learned right. some lessons. I had learned, yeah. So yeah. I, I knew I, I not get into fights. Yeah. Uh, just being humble, just being a normal guy. So that was it. My whole high school, all level was okay. Very okay. Yeah. Uh, a level was also quite okay. Why quite? <laughs> Why the quite? Crazy, but quite. Crazy, yeah. The adolescence, eh? Yeah. The speed now, yeah. I think it was it was catching up. Yeah. Those are crazy times. Very crazy times. Those are rowdy ages. Like even form very, two, I think, for your whole level, rowdy. things were a bit... Very rowdy. Yeah. It was very rowdy for me because I, I went to a school where it was very chilled. Like, not like from where I was in my whole level. Yeah. All level is very strict. Like, okay, traditional schools, very yeah. strict. But I went You're to my level. Traditional school. Then in my, in my level, I went to a much more relaxed school. Yeah. Like, the liberal okay, no, what do what you do, well, man. Mm. Yeah. So what happened when you got this new phone? In my so, I'd never done anything, any drug or anything in my life. Mm. No smoke, no what, nothing. So for me, I when I went to that school, they introduced us to pills. You get the benzodiazepines of exactly those days, the those cosmoses, ones. the what. So man, mm. guys would try this stuff. Guys would try this stuff. Me, I didn't want to try this stuff. So one time. We go for a trip to Ginger, and one of my friends puts a whole strip in a co my Coca-Cola bottle. A whole strip? Yes. Twelve benzos? Yes. So I took that stuff. When we reached Ginger, mm. I couldn't walk. You, you, obviously. I you, couldn't you walk. You were not supposed to be able to walk. So these friends of mine helped me out of the bus. We go, we tour, but I am on some other stuff. Mm. So after that, let me fast forward. We get back from the trip, go to school. Uh, I get my bag, I leave the school. That's the last memory I have. Of leaving the school? Yes. That day? Yeah. I mean, this was the first time you had ever used an intoxicant. Uh -huh. And it wasn't just an intoxicant. Mm -hmm. It was a benzodiazepam. Mm -hmm. And an overdose of a benzodiazepam. Mm -hmm. So your whole life... <laughs> you are, I think That's the first time I tried anything. And not voluntarily. I mean, ah, this world, eh? It was crazy. My I woke up. I woke up in Mukono in a police cell. In Mukono. Mm. Which school were you from? Lohana in town. You came from Lohana to Mukono. And I woke, I woke up in a police cell in Mukono in school uniform. The insanity. It had. Quite... I didn't even know what I was doing there. You couldn't have known. You blacked out. <laughs> you, you blacked out and. Just I thought like, I killed someone. <laughs> you just started operating. You, but you were locked up. Yeah, I was locked up. But I didn't know why. So I kept asking, why am I locked up? So how did you get out of that whole situation? So in the morning, yeah. around uh, midday, I get, I get my brains back. And I actually know that something went wrong. And I, I didn't do anything wrong. Yes, because the, the side So I got, I got my, 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 my stuff together. And then I, I called my mom. Told her I'm here. They'd actually been looking for me. Yeah. So she comes and I'm confused. She's not understanding. Yeah. What I'm saying, you are slurry, I am not you okay, slow. you know, I'm not yeah. fine. I'm hallucinating, what? Yeah. So quickly, they take me to hospital, uh, Nakasero, and they test my blood, all the samples, what, and they find a high level of stuff, yeah. So I get onto like some uh, detox, then some like as if rehab. So yeah. But not rehab, rehab, but like talking. Therapy. Therapy. Yes, yeah. Proper well, therapy. It took a toll on you. Mm -hmm. The, so like, the height, eh? Yeah. Toll on you. For like two two weeks, I was there, and then I was done with it. And so your first experience with using drugs needed you to go into immediate detox. Mm. 
So, I mean, me the period I used for, I mean, it took me a very long time to go for detox. But for your first hit, with your background, I mean, the world keeps on shocking us. This is really, really... Exactly. It's something, I think it's, it's a bit too much to process, because I know it means already to be high. Yeah. But now, with Imagine. your weak community and your history, it must have been... It re, how did... It must have not been a very but, good experience for yeah. you. I battled anxiety for like a whole year after that. And for a full year? Yeah. Do you still battle with anxiety? Yeah, but not as bad as I did that, at that, in that year. Because that year it was very bad. Yeah. Very, very bad. No sleep, no eating. No, no friends. You don't want to talk to anyone. Mm, yeah. And I, I relate with anxiety because there are moments when I, I actually yes. experience it. Yeah, and some nights I had to get on meds to sleep. Yeah. That was rough, though. Very bad. So did you continue <laughs> using substances? No. I was, that was 2017, you, yeah, so I was like, done, no, I'm, I'm, done. I'm out of it. Yeah, it's clean. First and last year, like, and it yeah. wasn't even voluntary. I think it was the world trying to teach you yeah. that. But then the anxiety haunted me all the way to university, my first year. Yeah. That's how many years? 2017, to 18, 19. Yeah. So it, it came back. Yeah. Oh, it, it was actually with you the it whole It was journey. there, but it became worse. When in your first year. Yeah, in my first year. This is your first year at university. What, was you, what, what were you experiencing at this time? First of all, I was in Mukono. I don't know anyone. None of my friends went to that school. Yeah. I don't know anyone. It's a university with a thousand people. But you didn't know anyone? Yes. Ah, That's so crazy. Beyond neutral ground, <laughs> plus your anxiety, the fear. Yeah, I had so much anxiety. For the like uncertainty, yeah. So did it affect your social life? Yeah, it did. My, I was very, very, very low-key my first year. Yeah. My second year as well. Then I opened up a bit more in my third year. In your third year? Yeah. But was your stay in Mukono productive? It was productive. I was never in Mukono, but yeah. like a lot, I would just have classes. The weekends I'm in Kampala. Yeah. School, Kampala, school, Kampala. So I never really stayed in Mukono to chill yeah. in my first two years there. But your third year, you... I, yeah, my, my third year I was there. You in, did you indulge in any of their practices? No. 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 Which yeah. is good. Yeah. I think you learned your lesson really early on. So I had you tell me... No, actually... There's a point where you you told me you're a sickle cell carrier. Yeah, yeah. Prior to this, when does when do you get this information? So later on, I kept doing blood tests because I was like I was always sick, man. Yeah. I didn't know why. Knees, what? So we kept doing tests, kept doing tests, kept doing tests. I'm like, what? Yo, one doctor, one one of the doctors somewhere said, yo, why don't you do a sickle cell test? So when they did a sickle cell test on me and my mom, she didn't have it, but I had it. So obviously, my dad what has it. Mm. Yeah, then all the family did it, and my b big brother has it, and then my sisters are okay. So which year was this? I think this was like P6, so I don't know which year was that. P6, but when yeah, you were yeah. still breaking your bone? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, you <laughs> were born premature. <laughs> hmm? You were born with weak immunity, weak bones. You are sickle cell carrier. You suffer from anxiety. I mean. It's also something that you see people mistake, uh, people mistake you having mental issues with drugs, but that's the wrong yeah. thing. Yeah. You can have mental issues without testing anything in your yeah. life. You've never tested because anything. of I mean experience, alcohol, nothing. Yeah. 
but it, you can get it. I mean, with so at yeah. first, my my I remember this one time, I went, I would go out, but I would not do anything. I go out like with my brother or something, and but yeah. I don't drink or anything. Yeah. So some funny things would happen, and then he would say, "Ah oh, man, your anxiety, man. You know your anxiety." And he's telling his, I'm there with his friends. So he's making me look like a weirdo. You get what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he knows. He's supposed to. You get it, yeah. yeah. So I, I remember ranting to my therapist about it. And she was like, like, a, even a person. That's, she's not even a person who doesn't do anything. Can get it. Mm. Can, have, can be anxious. I mean, we all get anxious at yeah, the end of the day. The you're going to do something. Yeah. Risk you're going a paper. You're going to feel that tension. That's yeah. still anxious, anxiety. But like the level differs. Some guys have things. Yeah. their hormones go way up. Yeah. And then some guys, it's like, no more, and then come back down. Now, some guys, it goes up and stays there. So you feel for, anxious for a, for a minute. Of time, eh? Even a month, you can be anxious it, every day. Yeah, I actually relate with the speed, but I, don't, I can't imagine living with it over so a long crazy. period of time. It's very, very crazy. But I know in those moments, you can actually, there's a lot of self-harm going on. Yeah. It can be mental, physical, but it's... It can be mental. The mental is the craziest. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So when were you diagnosed with anxiety again? This was your HSC? No, like proper, proper. This was after you... This is university. My proper, first proper. year, like to really find out that I have... I've, I had it, but from, I didn't know. But after what, they gave you the... I, mean, I didn't know what was wrong with me. No, even past, even before. When did you start going for therapy? Proper, proper yeah. was uni. Okay, yeah. I had like no more, you know, someone talking to you, but like proper, yeah. where I have to go, I have to, I have notes, I have... Yeah, you like, have to check in. Everything, that's like uni. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I really, really had to find out what, what really made me to be like this. And uh, I remember the, uh, my doctor saying it's because of the trauma yeah. that I went through, that I have this fear that anything, like yeah. I had this fear, like I can't do this at this time because I know it's wrong. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do this because it's, you get. The trauma led to the anxiety. Yes. So I'm scared always for my life. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a very heavy statement to make. Because I mean... Because that's the thing about anxiety. You're scared always, 24-7. Like someone has a gun to your head. So how, 24/7. how do you cope? Because I mean... Uh, one, uh, film and videography, photography is therapy for me. Editing is therapy for me. Photography is therapy, therapy for, for me. Such a beautiful phrase. Yeah. How did you cope? How can you narrate your coping experience from back then? Like, what do you attribute? Where did you drive your strength to come from all that yeah. to what you are now? Like, you, you, I remember you saying you had very supportive and loving parents. Yeah. What else do you think you can attribute to your being here? I think it's also my sharpness. I'm street smart. Um, I remember just wanting to learn stuff, go on yeah. the internet, learn coding, what. Yeah. I just love to learn. So for me, that, that was, I, just, I was always in my box learning something new, yeah. trying to learn what can I do here, what can I do this. So it was a coping mechanism. Yeah, for me. Yeah. So working. I don't like sitting there doing nothing. Because yeah. the thoughts then kick in. Yeah. You see, so for me, it's keeping my head busy, doing something. To be productive. Productive. Yeah. That's, that's my best therapy. Just being productive. You slowly, slowly, yeah. the thoughts even go away. Now that you have something to live yeah. for. You that actually don't have to worry about everything else. Yeah, you don't have to worry. Anything else you attribute? Uh, mostly parents. Why? Because I remember I would be anxious about my grades. Yeah. Very worried about my grades. 
But my dad told me, you don't have to, I don't want the best from you. I don't want you to give me 100%. You, you do what you can do best. Very you feel like I have done my best, that's it. That's if it fails and you failed, hit it again. But don't, don't worry yourself. What? Yeah. That, that, that's why I said parents. 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 They played the biggest role. The biggest role. Yeah. I mean, it's so humbling to hear of such experiences in yeah. life. Because there's so many people out there who, who have lost hope in their parents or their parents have lost, lost hope, hope in them. them. But to find examples that through all the trauma and all the bad things that can happen yeah. in an individual's life, I mean, these moments actually do bring people together. Yeah. It's good to see that it's not in the best of circumstances, but humility comes out in these moments. Very, I mean, very. As it should be. Life has taught, has taught me how to be humble. How to be humble. I think you always have to be humble. With everything that you do. I'm learning to be humble. Mm. I learned the hard way, <laughs> but now I'm adjusting and integrating into society properly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, it's very nice to hear of supportive parents, especially in the world we live in. Yeah, it's it's quite important because I mean, parents mm. will you tell them the guy has therapy. I mean, he has anxiety, needs therapy, hundred G's per session. Which parent is going to do that? Mine did. Okay, no. How many parents? How <laughs> no, but I understand honestly, because I understand because I understand what you're talking about. You know? Because they are not aware. Yeah. They're just not aware that not that many parents are going to do that. People yeah. are out there suffering. A lot. No one knows even like what's wrong with me, man. I can't mm. eat. Why can't I eat? Why? Me, I didn't know. Till I go to uni, I saw some of my friends would go to a restaurant, we sit, we're eating. Yeah. The girl is eating, but she wants to throw up. You get, she wants to throw up. Mm. But that's an anxiety symptom. Mm. You can't eat, you just throw up. Because you're scared. Mm. When you're scared, can you eat food? When, a, when someone has a gun on your head, no. can you eat food? You can't. Too much. So that's you're how in you your feel. Head so much, yeah. yeah. So me, I related with them because I knew. Yeah. But someone else is going to be like, oh, this guy is crazy. Yeah, but they don't really know what they, they don't know they what it feels know what, like. Yeah. They can't know until you feel it. But it's a blessing that Good for them, they don't have to face it. I mean, they have other things to worry about. Yeah, they have other things to worry about. But I mean, it's such a, a, a message, eh? such a strong message. I mean, the resilience. Because I know you're, you're quite a, a spiritual person. Yeah, yeah, man. You're a very spiritual person. Because that's what speaks spirit. spiritual background. Yeah, spiritual background. Did you yeah. have a role to play in this? In yeah, your to recovery extent, too? Uh, to some extent, I think. Yeah. Prayers. I remember my mom taking me for some overnights. Were you, you as an individual, really prayerful? Yeah, 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 I was. In and out of hospital? Yeah, I was prayerful. So you've always lived this I've always gone to church. I've always been like, always, every day. It's, it's routine. It's you, don't, routine. you don't even debate. Uh, it's routine. God comes first, as it should be. Hmm. So what advice would you give to people out there that are struggling with things? I mean, as we all are struggling with things, I mean, you are clear testament that even with half the chance I mean, you are given half a chance at life, and this is what you've decided to make out of it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a really telling story. What people that are struggling out there with anxiety, with, I mean, people think they have been through the worst and all those things, what do you have to tell them to keep on moving? I think it's, I think for me, it's just, just okay, not giving up. That's cliche, but like not giving up. In the real essence yeah, of, man, of the I know, not I also gave up. up to some extent, but. Me imagine them not to give up, man. Just keep pushing and just like be you, man. Don't worry about what other guys are gonna say. Yeah. You know, 
Because I remember, like, uh, I repeated a class and, man, guys were like, ah, man, what? But I was like, man, what the hell? It's my life, man. Yeah. It's me, it's me. I'll make new friends. Yeah. Don't get so attached to these guys. You're like, oh, nah, man, you're, you're going to make other, you know, if I didn't repeat that class, I wouldn't be here. Amen to that. I would not be here. I would not be simply lucky. Simply I lucky. wouldn't be. Yeah. Wouldn't, if yeah, I didn't I mean. go to this school, even though I went through that, yeah. I still wouldn't be who I am now. So, everything don't happens look at it like, a, yeah, everything happens for a reason. And I mean, the Lord gives the toughest challenges to the best of his people. Yeah. So you are clear testament that the Lord really works, despite <laughs> everything. Yeah, True. so you're very strong, Lucky, and I really hope your, your story can, we can create as much as awareness about this I topic. I think that's quite important. Yeah, because very many people are actually struggling out there with very many things that people just see at face view value. But I mean, the stories such as yours and other people out there, I believe we can create a community where we're actually talking about these things yeah. openly and as I a society. Like, and, and I feel like the biggest people that face this, even some that won't allow it, are creatives. Yeah. Photographers, videographers, what, what, uh, graphics guys, coding guys. There's, mm. a guy who, the guy who did, there's a guy who ran mad. I don't know, he was a coder. He ran mad or he became schizophrenic? No, he ran mad. You understand that? Guys get lost in their box. Yeah. Take a break. And if you're, let me say, if you're editing or you're shooting or you're something, don't be under anything. Try mm. to do it. With be a sober. Head. Yeah. We try to. Actually, I mean, you can go do your stuff later, but when you're try doing to your be thing, sober. try to be sober. Like the artists. Yeah, the artists. Abayimbi. Creatives. The people working the bars. Mm. Ah, hey, you went very very used to creatives. Producers. Oh my god. I think you see the conversation. We can't mix alcohol in these conversations. We're talking sense. Try to clip. Try to keep a clear mind. Yeah, sobriety yeah. is key. Very. For as long as you can, I mean, yeah. from the side of addiction, we keep on... And also, like, if you feel like you can't do this thing, yeah, just leave it. Yeah. You see, like, there's editing, but you will sit and edit for 12 hours. Yeah. There are days you sit and edit a whole documentary for 12 hours. Yeah. And the guy wants it the next day. Yeah. So you're not sleeping, you're not what? Not everyone can do that. Some guys' brains can't handle that pressure. Yeah. So but you, you advise, like, you you advise feel them like they, they don't need to use anything to yeah, supplement their natural talents. Because if you feel like you need to use something to do something, then it's not your thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's really, you're really passionate yeah, about yeah, it, you'll, you'll, do you'll, it. You'll, you'll do it. You'll do it. I mean, I, there's so much sense around me sometimes. People speak yeah. so much sense that I know you're in the right place. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for this wisdom, Lucky. Yeah. I hope all of you out there, you really enjoyed this session. We are going to call Lucky back. For sure. Me, you trust me. And thank you very much, Lucky, for having us. Thank you for having me, man. As well. Yeah. Please subscribe, follow, <laughs> all those things people do. Like, them comment. Smash the, smash the button. Smash the button is like. what they say. I'm new to these things, but... Mm. It numbs you. A nightmare. A horrible disease. These are just a few of the ways people have described mental illness in their lives. Whether it's you, your child, or a friend. Mental illness impacts all of us in the same ways and that's why 
The Mind Space Podcast is committed to uncovering mental illness and the impact it has 